It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Go Birds Pod. It's another Go Birds Day during the Dead Zone, episode number 85, which you can definitely subscribe, download, rate, and review all on your fingertips, wherever you get your podcasts, really. So uh, we will have a, I think we need to have a massive uh, Dead Zone iTunes reviews, right? Ooh, I like that idea. Yes. I think we should do that next week. We'll read them all next week. How about that? Not all of them. All well, the recent you're ones. You're getting a little aggressive. I don't want to. I don't have time to read them all because the world needs social media videos, and we have to provide them with that. So you're and a you, busy man, John. Well, you're more busier than I am. Uh, I'm just yeah, life. That <laughs> whole thing. Life. Having work. a baby makes you busy. It does. It, it just does. it eats up time, my friend. Um, I don't know how to transition from babies to Connor Barwin, but. Uh, yeah. Here we are because that's the only. <laughs> How about this? How about this? I okay. got it. All right. My baby lives a block away from Connor Barwin's park. Get out of here. How about that? There we go. That's that. awesome. Which so she I, can play. I live a block away from there, to be clear there. Not just my baby, but yes. So she can play at Connor Barwin's She can park. go play basketball now. I mean. Do the Eagles want Connor Barwin to play for the Eagles? Oh, look at, man. Professional right look there. Look at that. Uh, I don't get it, even if it. It doesn't I, seem I, like a fit, this, right? I all mean, this th- says to me is, I don't want to retire. I would love the most innocuous role possible. It says, I live in Philly, and I'd like to be able to make a little money while I'm here. I would also like a Super Bowl ring on top of That's that. That's probably like part of it, out. too. Yeah. I think the number one thing is, hey, I live in Philly. I'd rather be there with my family, doing my thing. Can I play for you guys? Make a little money Just on the a side. Bit. Just a little. Where's Not he living quite now? Quite ready to retire. He lives in Philly. Oh, he still lives here. He lives here. He made this his home. That's why he wants to play for the Eagles. Did he even transfer when he went to the Giants? So you just he have kept a, home here. He yeah, still lives good. here. Yeah. I have a little apartment up there, and good for him. I, I, uh, I first of all, love Connor Brown as a I person. Love, yeah, one of the of great people to come through this organization. As a football player, he's part of the culture change. I think that in the positive that stayed over from Chip. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't 
I never saw him ever as a four three. He's not. Defensive That's end. the issue. He's just not. He's not a four three defenseman. And I don't. It's not a fit. And I, I think his his best days were behind him two years well, ago. Well, that too. Yes. So uh, no disrespect to Connor because he's done a ton of amazing things in Philadelphia. I want him to stay in Philly. I would. I like. I, I would like want a coach or something. Yeah. Give him. Yeah. A, give him. A, give him a, a a weird title and just you know like come on in, man. We'll get you a Super Bowl ring. Work you with the do linebackers some stuff and with Septa, Do yes. some stuff here. Build another park. <laughs> do some stuff here. I like how yeah. you threw that in there. That was good. Yeah, come on. Come on to WIP and the Go Birds podcast, Oh, I didn't man. even think about that. But yes, yeah. I was oh, just saying a... here and there. Oh, gotcha. Like a yeah. euphemism for something else. <laughs> I like that. Come be a part of the Go Birds pod, Connor. Um, Offer officially extended. Yes. We will pay you nothing. You were our drop for three years on this podcast. Yes, he heard it was the best podcast ever. So, you know. <laughs> come on. Come on back, man. We love you, buddy. That would be pretty fun. Um, And here's the thing, because James Seltzer, as you guys know, is not only one of the best hosts in on WIP, but he's the only great host that talks about baseball along with the Eagles. (laughs) Uh, And far too good. My, I don't know if you, I I will find it because I remember I did it at some point, but. My take on Connor Barwin and Reese Hoskins is that no one can tell the difference if they're speaking. It is identical. It's creepy. You're right. I've never thought about it. But now that I am thinking about because because Connor, obviously, we hear all the time. But when when I'm thinking about Reese talking, he's been on the midday show. That is a really good call. Yeah, it's I, I spliced the video two years ago or something. They sound a lot alike. Oh my god, I can't. I took a Connor Barwin's picture with Reese Hoskins' voice behind it, and everybody goes, "Yeah, is that? It's weird that Connor's talking about <laughs> on base percentage or something like Why that." Why is Connor going, ah. talking about how to hit a high fastball? What's happening here? Yeah, you know, I think I went up there making myself be patient or more patient. Um, you know, make him come in the strike zone. He made some good pitches. There were two strikes that you know weren't in the middle of the zone by any means, um, and I was just lucky enough to put a good swing on the last one that you know caught some of the plate. Uh, so Connor brings up a lot of different memories for all of us, and uh, James and I are certainly going to go through our worst takes of all time. We don't have enough time here, John. For we that. don't. We we're don't. Gonna, we're going to some of them. of them. Yeah, I don't know about all the worst takes. Uh, and there's a ton that replied to uh, Go Birds Pod, and you can find us there at the Go Birds Pod, pretty much everywhere on social media, and. The collective is, first of all, we had a lot of different chip takes that we're all wrong about. Second thing to me is everyone has bad takes no matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you think you're in the right or the hive of the Eagles fans think you're this is the way to go. Everybody's wrong all of the time. Fan analyst, fan analyst, radio people, writers, we're all fucking wrong. Well, Elliot, Elliot has so many bad takes he couldn't even show up for this podcast. <laughs> uh, Although there is one that is in there that someone felt pretty embarrassed about, and it's Elliot's exact take, and I think it, it shocked the world. <laughs> so we'll certainly get into that. But it, the dead zone is is always, to me, like a great time for reflection. And one of, I would say, James Seltzer's the nicest man I've ever met, but the sweetest man that I've ever met. Is Seamus Clancy cosign? It is uh, like you. I can't, love that guy. You just want to hug him the mo- moment you meet him, and he has got. If you don't know by now, like his story on the Super Bowl and how he met his current girlfriend and the rest, you are in for a treat as a contributor to NBC Sports Philadelphia, humongous Eagles fan, humongous Sixers fan. Fantastic writer on top of that. We welcome him in to reflect on that and his favorite game. James, can you take a guess? Uh, 38 to 7 would be my guess. It is not. It, uh, ah. Well, I think that was one of it, and we get into it. But okay. 
That would have been my guess. Interestingly enough, his second game of all time, Thursday Night Football, Eagles-Panthers 2017. Really? The Carson lowered the shoulder game. Yes. The Carson uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch game. Yeah. What, yeah. what did we say? Yeah, Carson Lynch. That's what Carson Lynch. Uh, so, Not Paxton Lynch. Uh, Seamus came in studio because he's that awesome. The My Favorite Game Series is we're going to talk to Seamus Clancy is brought to you in part by Cinch. It is the new home delivery service for your propane straight to your doorstep so you can keep grilling all summer long. And they just delivered their first batch to me over the weekend. And it is the best experience I've ever had with a delivery service. It was on time. It was before I actually thought it would show up. I had propane ready to go for the entire weekend. And I'm a grilling machine during the summertime. And right now, Cinch is offering all its new customers their first tank for only 10 bucks. Visit cinch.com and enter the promo code RADIO10 to get your $10 tank today. That's cinch, C-Y-N-C-H dot com, promo code RADIO10. Remember, Cinch propane tanks for your grill straight to your door. Go to cinch.com today. Mr. Seamus Clancy, who you might... No better from uh, a lot of other different things, actually. Seamus, tell us about you so the people, you know, know. I mean, I know you. I know you very well. And uh, have uh, are you kind of like the, the poster child for love still right now after Super Bowl victories and all that? Or Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> still True get, love. You guys get asked all the time about, you know. All the time, yeah. What uh, tell, tell everybody the story, because I've probably told it a million times, but I like it when you say it. Sure. Yeah. So... The greatest day of my life was the day the Eagles won the Super Bowl. As I had a tweet saved in my drafts at the time, just so innocuous, a lot of the dumb tweets I have saved and just either never get tweeted out or they wait for the perfect moment. So the Eagles finally won the effing Super Bowl. You can say fucking. Yeah, I I just didn't know exactly what. (laughs) And I tweeted out a picture of the infamous VJ uh, picture where a sailor is coming back and grabbing a woman in, I guess, the middle of Times Square or New York. Yes, yeah. And they're just kissing randomly in the street and just randomly fired it off as I was walking to Broad Street. My dad, my best friend, his family, my mom, all those people and said, me and your girl on Broad Street tonight, just messing around. Like, you know, I wasn't planning to go meet a girl on Broad Street or anything like that. So the next day I wake up, you know, crying, dull morning. You know, my dad makes me a coffee with Bailey's in it, the whole nine yards. Uh, Me and my best friend, Mike, we drive over to the pro shop, you know, empty our bank account there and then we ended up seeing a couple people we know there and they're saying you know what are you guys doing after this and i was like well i'm un- unemployed and i don't i'll do anything and they're like well yeah. we're going to mcgillan's and i was like oh, i'd love to go to mcgillan's so i roll in there with my Foles jersey i brought back in uh 2013 it nice. finally came in handy uh drank a handful of pitchers of green beer and while i was there i got a tweet from a girl named ashley Souter to that original vj picture tweet that probably got it's hard to tell now because it's gotten a lot of retweets in retrospect, obviously, but at the time it probably had like 20 or 30 retweets That's or something. crazy. She yeah. didn't follow me, but it came across her timeline. Right, somehow. And she, With only 20 or 30 retweets it's, at that I time. mean, the randomness of it. Damn. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a super mega viral tweet or I mean, something this is, like that. This is, this is other forces at work here, I right? mean, just the time and place had to be perfect that she was yeah. at home, that she scrolled through her timeline at that specific time. And this girl who I had never met, had never interacted with before on Twitter or anywhere else tweets at me saying, hey, we should recreate this picture at the Eagles Super Bowl parade. And I'm there with my buddy Mike and uh, Mike Hemsher of Shire Nation uh, fame was there as yes. well. And I said, look what this girl just said to me. And they're like, well, you should just 
meet up with, like message her, you know? And I replied back, well, my DMs are open, uh, eyes emoji. <laughs> and she slides in, she's like, I'm dead serious. We should recreate this. Where do you live? I live at, you know, I'll be at Broad and Federal for the parade. And I was like, well, I'm a South Philly guy. I'll be at Broad and Chunk after, you know, we walk, after the parade goes by me, I'll walk up there and meet you. And she goes, sure. And... You know, the day of the parade, I'm like still nervous. I didn't tell a lot of people. I told you just because I was I ran into you randomly that day. Yeah, brought in Porter because we're like I was the WIP was like, hey, go uh, go cover this at this exact spot. Yeah. And you walk by me, go, oh my god! And then that's when you told me like, hey, yeah, this is this is gonna happen probably. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't want to put it out there too much yeah. and be like just to get stood up or something and say, of course, like that. yeah. So I text her a picture of the actual picture, you know, the infamous picture, and I say are you ready? Question mark. And she replies, absolutely. And I was like, <laughs> I like this girl. I like this girl. She's going places already. Yeah. So, parade goes by, crying, screaming out Howie Roseman, like, who's the wild man now? Like, right out of Rudy. <laughs> and me, and, you know, my buddy Bobby, my buddy Enzo, we, we take the walk up Broad Street to Federal. Is there any, is there a better combination of South Philly so, names than yeah, Bobby, Bobby and Enzo, So, by like, the, way? the uh, Official name, Robert Quichi and Vincenzo Siciliano. <laughs> yeah, Bobby and Enzo's much better. Yeah, yes. yeah. So we walk up there, and the service is terrible. For most of the day, it was okay, but I guess maybe by that part, it was really jammed up and everything like that. But I'm texting her, and I don't know if she's replying. She goes, oh, my phone's on 1%. I'm like, well, I've gotten that text before. Like, <laughs> oh, I guess, I'm, I, guess I walked up yeah. here for nothing, and I just replied hey i'm sitting down outside the pet boys on a curb right now if you want to come try to find me or whatever and she i'm just sitting there on you know where you park and there's the divider yes, or whatever you're right saying. yeah and this girl just sits next to me and she looks at me and goes are you seamus and that oh shit and i was like oh yeah and she goes you want to do this i was like yeah we walk over to the street my give my phone to my buddy enzo takes you know five or six pictures of us and you know had a nice sloppy drunk kiss and we just kind of laughed it off and walked our separate ways with our respective friend groups. And, and then what was it more like a, <laughs> it was awesome. Okay. Thanks for doing that. It was and just like, was yeah, it. it was just, it was so random. And so not, it wasn't really even awkward as you would imagine, but just the randomness of it and the significant weight of the day, I think just made us laugh it off. And, you know, I never expected like that I would even see her again or what was going to happen. I knew I, I told her ahead of time, Oh, I'll treat it out because know being the twitter man i am i figured yeah why, why the hell not and for some reason anytime seamus tweets literally anything and i'm serious about this literally anything it just explodes he could say had a sandwich today a, a thousand likes <laughs> like just in, a, in an instant which is a power that must be you know pretty awesome to have or to feel do you it's feel weird. that way too yeah. like everybody just likes the things you say which is good one of my best friends from college is his name is pat he's from massachusetts so boston sports fan and he follows me he's just one of those people that doesn't have an active tour like private account just follows people doesn't tweet. right yeah and he just like will randomly text me and be like i hate your twitter like, why <laughs> why do people care what you think why do seventeen thousand people give a shit it's awesome anyway speed it up uh you know i'm walking back to my friend mike i had talked about earlier uh we went to his girlfriend's house liz so we're chilling there and you know i'm about to go take a drunk wait shire has a girlfriend no not shire oh, but okay. he does have a girlfriend uh, oh, i have a lot of mics in my him. life yeah. all right got you yeah 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 his girlfriend's great she helped me get my uh day job oh nice yeah See, this is this is this lots is lots of beginning. interconnecting parts yeah uh i sent out a, the tweet um saying you know eagles philadelphia eagles love story three act play with the initial tweet i had in her reply 
her initial direct message to me and then the actual picture we recreated. And then I took like a 35 minute drunk nap. And then I woke up and I was like, oh my God, what had just happened? <laughs> Hi, this is such and such from this desk. Can we use this picture? Yeah, right? like, uh, <laughs> every CBS, every Fox person out there messaging me. Time, Ma- Hey, I'm so-and-so from Time Magazine. Can we yeah, use this? And I was like, geez, oh. That was, the, yeah. that was the one where I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. that was... Uh, before I even, I think, consented to it, CBS video, CBS National News did a Twitter video of it. And I'm just like, what, what the just fuck happened? just happened? Yeah, yeah. And I kind of got freaked out because I was just, you know, emotions were high, anxiety, like 600 yeah, beers in yeah, me. Yeah, the green beers now. And I'm walking yeah. home and my dad had day work that day, so he couldn't go to the parade, but he was at work. And I call my dad and he goes, like, dad. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, I have to tell you about something. He's like, don't be mad. Like, I don't, it's, just, it's really weird or whatever. And he's like, what? Why would, why would he be mad? I don't know. I was just so confused and thrown off. It was 3,000 uh, people. I yeah, just retrieved yeah. a picture of me kissing a girl. Right. And he goes, well, what happened? And I explained the whole thing to him. And he goes, oh yeah, someone at work just told me about that. And I was like, why would you make me go yeah, through that whole like, spiel? Oh yeah, no big deal. Like, he's just he's telling, us, he's telling us, sure. He goes, yeah, I'm at work. And someone goes, Clance, I just saw your son on the news. And he goes, Oh my God! I thought he might have got arrested. He uh, his he was shirt was off or something. Shit or like uh, yeah. jumping off a balcony. Yeah, yeah, eating shit maybe might have been up there. <laughs> uh, and he goes, "Oh, that's amazing." And she goes, "Oh, I'm gonna call your mom and tell her." And he's like, replied in three seconds. She's crying on the phone right now. <laughs> it's am- in like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah, this Christ, is a, right? Like what what happened to my son? So let's fast forward to present day. You guys are currently still. So together, Dating live together, and, yeah, have a nice uh, little apartment in South Philly, have our nice little life together. I don't think there's anyone that has a better Super Bowl story than that, by the way. Like, there's just... I'm biased, but I would say no. It's just, you know, between all of the all the different emotions of the season, and this is... Uh, the, the main reason why we bring Seamus in is because, one, I wanted to be... I love that story so much. I wanted that on the record. But secondly, I was so surprised... That you said that your favorite game, your second favorite game of all time. What was your first again? Miracle New Meadowlands. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's that. That's, that's a, a classic. That's a classic one. one. Uh, but then your second one, equally, almost equally as important, is the Thursday night football game from the Super Bowl season. Was it week four, six. five, six, six? The Thursday night football game against the Panthers. Yeah. Why is that number two for you? So one thing I did, you said no Super Bowl, but no I no Super Bowl, but yeah. I excluded all playoff games. Obviously, everyone would just pick. Super Bowl 38 to 7. I'd actually yeah. probably put 38 to 7 first, just being a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, where I, think I just everybody like, would've. I yeah. love the embarrassing nature of it for Vikings <laughs> fans and no, the whole Drew McGarry shitting his pants on Twitter and Deadspin. <laughs> yeah, they're still they're still salty about yeah. it. Uh, the Eagles didn't pay Kirk Cousins 84 million dollars, so you yeah. can go back to that. But why 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 the Panthers game? I love the game. Yeah. I'm just surprised it's up there. Yeah, I think some people would be surprised, but putting in the context of where the Eagles exactly were at that time in terms of how they were viewed on the national stage as opposed to how they were viewed locally on either blogs here or writing here, the New Inquirer, whatever, you guys. And then some of the personal things in my life at the time that uh, were going on, it just felt like this, the game where they put themselves on the national stage. They were Both teams were 4-1 and one entering the game. The Panthers had made the Super Bowl two years prior. Cam Newton had won MVP this year, that year. And we were probably smelling ourselves a little locally. Uh, two weeks before that, it was the uh, classic LeGarrette Brunt runaway train game yeah. in LA. And then 
came home and beat the crap out of the char uh, the out of the Cardinals. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Aguilar had that crazy long touchdown where he replicated. Buda Desha- Baker still doesn't know what. Yeah, to do. replicated Deshaun's yeah. classic fallback into the end zone. But we were small on ourselves locally, and I think nationally people were still a little apprehensive of buying into the Eagles. Well, right especially then. Carson too. Yeah, Carson, yeah. Doug. You know, the worst coaching hire in NFL history, yeah. and. It's not naturally. It's not a true primetime game in terms of being on Monday Night Football or Sunday Night, but a Thursday night game. Everyone in the world, everyone in the country, is watching that game, and it felt like one of those games that typically throughout my life, that's the game they always find a way to lose, where things are starting to get hype, things are getting built up, and instead of tabling off, things just kept going up and up and up until you know eventually won everything. But it was just a kind of a really close game, and the refereeing was fucking horrendous. That was, was that's awful. the inf- that's the yeah. infamous Pete Morelli game. So yes. that's the thing too, where you know the rest of my life we would have scapegoated Pete Morelli for the rest of time. Where I'm saying, oh, that fucking Pete Morelli game it would have been the Pete Morelli game instead of you know Thursday night football win. Yeah, which he was still responsible. Pete Morelli was the guy in uh, the year. Pre- oh, in Detroit? No, when did we get on him again? I guess it, did it happen was, again. I don't wa- remember what it was. I think it was. I think it was a Washington Monday Night game that he was on later on in the season too. Where because oh, I remember twenty eighteen. I remember the criticism coming from that game and being like, "You got to be fucking kidding me with these penalties!" Oh no, I think he was. Did he do Seattle? Because there was a lot of controversial well, Seattle, cars it where was Seattle. That's something right. where uh, Russ did that. If we're pitch, wrong about this. Tell us. By yeah, the way, I think Russell sure, Wilson yeah. did that. Well, I don't know if it's exactly Pete Morelli, but there was the refereeing controversy where. Russell Wilson had sort of a forward pass that was a lateral yeah, or whatever, and yeah. then they ended up beating Go, us, and that yes. was the one time they kind of got. Oh, you know what it was? I think it was because they. No, that was the conspiracy theory. We bitched so much about this game with uh, with him that Ed Hockley was the guy on oh. Monday Night Football, and they and the way that that drive started or the 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 first few drives started, they backed him up like twenty yards, yeah, and, they yeah, yeah. There and they're like, "This motherfucker, <laughs> like he's doing it specifically just to get back at us for all the all Complaints. the you know cr- you know criticisms and stuff like that." But yeah, like there is, and that and, and it did feel like that to me. It was still. I was still waging a war with draft Twitter on Carson Wentz. Absolutely. And in the first couple of you – know, this is this is the first time that uh, Jason Peters is out too. Yes. And Big V's in there, and he's getting fucking murdered yeah. in the first couple Wentz of parts. Wentz got three sacks. He got strip sacked by Peppers. Yes. And I thought Wentz really hung in there, and his completion percentage wasn't great. He was 16 for 30, I believe. Yeah. Uh, threw for 222 yards, but three touchdowns. And – I think that was one of the first times where people nationally, other than some of the random spots in his rookie year, where people really thought this guy might be as good as Eagles fans believe in. Yeah. People thought going into that 2016 draft. I think it said a lot about Zug too that game. They were up 16 to 10 in the third quarter, and he goes, let's go for two. And that's a thing in his first year and earlier on in the season, people were always scared of him, you know, scared of big balls, Doug, scared of him going forward on fourth down or fourth and short in opponent's territory instead of doing a coward's pun or always kicking yeah. an extra point. And because well, we were still arguing at this point with like the fourth and eight call with the Giants. And I love that call. I love that call. I love so that call. I. I remember arguing with James constantly for an hour about that. And then we argued about it all week, which was more ridiculous, which in a in a sense, looking back at this now, it is really silly to me the way we treat baseball as we do with 
apart from football. Oh my god! And and I and I know that. Listen, it is big balls, Doug. One hundred percent, it is. But not really. It's analytics. Yeah, and it's understanding what they do. And Doug saying, "Listen, it's telling me to go for it here. Here's the package of plays that yeah. I like in these scenarios." What do you like, Carson? What do you like here? What do you like here? Okay, let's go and do that. Yeah, and not having too much pride to be weary of analytics or yes. weary of what the team wants or weary of weary of what personnel might indicate what they should do. And then earlier in the game, they had uh, a fourth and one call from Carolina's three yard line. It was ten to three at the time. Four twenty six left in the first half. And that's the time before you could have people were probably saying, just kick it, take the points, yeah, go on the, the second half, yeah. go on the road. But calls the QB sneak with Carson, they get two yards, and then eventually they uh, punch it and score. Zach Ertz, I yes, think, is on Zach that Ertz, yep, yep. Third down, third and goal. And uh, yeah, he has, what, he has two or three in this game? He has, I think he had two, two. catches for two touchdowns. Yes, yeah. and that was it. It wasn't like, uh, this was also, uh, my two favorite things were, one, all week, for some reason, everybody goes, you know, it's Trey Turner over there. And that's not an exactly an easy matchup for Fletcher Cox. He's yeah. going like, you're telling me this is the best guard in the league here? And he was hurt. And he was, and he, oh, was it? Oh, Fletch was hurt that game? Yeah, too? he came yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And uh, just absolutely railroads him. Like, literally picked up Trey Turner, backed him into Cam Newton. And, and then uh, Razul picked got that his, off. Got his first pick of his career. I believe so, yeah. And that was that was a major turning point in that one too. And then also the coming out party of Nelson Aguilar finally. Absolutely, that's another thing. Is just battling back and forth between all of Eagles Twitter. It's like this guy fucking has it. And the next thing you know, on a quick, I think it was just on a slant or something. He, the that's the fastest you know, he's ever looked I was before. Like, oh my god! They had uh, Shaq Thompson matched up with him in the slot, and I think Carson knew right Oops. away that's that's money right there. Yeah, because the Shaq Thompson is still to this day like I don't know what to do with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like is he linebacker? Is he safety? Is he whatever? And uh, and just ran right past him. Yeah. So what what made you? And I'm, I was right there with you. Like yeah. this is the moment this happened. I go, this is different. And, and um, I, we got caught up in the hype of you know them like railroading the Steelers the the year before and the, the Jason Kelsey coming out and be like, Jesus, this is you're playing like Madden out there. Yeah. All these different things and people like that was a, a three and one start. This wouldn't be much different. It's a five and one start. So it's it's a little bit different. But you're going like this. This just feels right. Like the. You know, people. We forget about all the all the battles that went through that offseason between Carson, between Doug, between Nelson Aguilar, uh, the offensive line at at some points, Lane Johnson being there or not being there. Um, everybody had been still ragtagged, and and this is the beginning of of injuries for this team too. And what made you feel so confident that this was the difference maker? Because there are other people that replied to you and we go, I and I can't remember who said it, but it's like I instantly bought. Yeah, or got hotel reservations on Broad I remember someone saying that. I can't remember who yeah. it was. Bill, I think it was Bill yeah. out there. Thank, thank, thank you for that because that's that's amazing. But why do you, for you, why was this the difference? And I maker? think you know we touched upon it a little bit with Aguilar, but I think his progression and his story arc with the team is fantastic in retrospect. Where you know didn't really do much chips last year in Philly after he got drafted from the first round. 2016 had a couple huge drops and I always remember when they were in Seattle it was a 4 o'clock game obviously and he had a wide open first down maybe for 20-ish yards and he just drops it and immediately everyone was hated him at the time he's a bust he's a bust and then at that time he just puts his hands on his helmet and I just felt all of his pain I was like oh my god this is a human being and I feel terrible for him I just 
I wish he could get it together because the talent is there. And then in training camp 2017, he was really turning it on. Some people are like, well, I don't want to buy you at a training camp. Everyone looks good in training camp. But, you know, I'm not an X's and O's guy, but it felt like something was different. Yeah. And then between that huge touchdown he had against Arizona the previous week and he had four catches for 55 yards and a touchdown, it seemed like this is the Nelson Aguilar we thought we were getting. He is the perfect slot complement to Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz and exactly what this offense needed. Yeah, and it was so weird to think about that in context now with what they were trying to do last year and like force Golden Tate into it and like completely throws everybody off. And that's why this year I think it's just it's going to be more the same with with Nelson and there's just a lot more toys for Carson to to be uh, you know to, to get him back to the dance. And that's I I I, I feel. It's funny we bring up this game because I've never felt more confident about any Eagles team in my life other than what's going to come out of training camp this season. Yeah. And it's the same feeling, and I can't I can't really put a pin on it. I can't describe it, but it, it's funny. There was that, an intangible quality there. Yeah, it's just like, it's just that. And Nelson looks even better than he did because I, I was down there for that. I remember seeing him there. I go, man, it just, I don't know what to tell you. He looks really good. Clicked. And he looks more even more determined kind of this year which is which is even better for everybody here and do you think that they have it in them again like is it I I know people kind of go over this chemistry thing all the time and there's certainly a a part of that but it's because they were kicking ass and winning that created a lot of the chemistry between all these guys and I think the you know the differences between like if Nelson Aguilar isn't that Nelson that's enough to throw off the chemistry or, or whatever so I don't know what do you what do you feel about going into this season? Does you have the same I mean, vibes I was, in terms of potential? Yeah, I was hyped for 2017. Maybe not necessarily Super Bowl hype going into the season. Obviously, this is the game where I'm obviously stating that this was the turning point where I thought right. this is a Super Bowl contending team. But I would say this is going into the season. This is the most confident I felt in a team since 2004. And was it where were you last off season? Because I know everybody was just. I don't think anybody really cared. I didn't really care. I didn't care about the draft that year, but I loved the draft following the draft this year. I think we were just on that post-Super Bowl high. And I remember just thinking like, hey, I I don't think this is going to go really well this year, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, let's let's run it back. Let's run it back. It's the theme in this town always, run it back. running it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, Well, hopefully uh, hopefully the... uh, the uh, the Sixers can kind of their their running back will be uh, I don't know I'm scared shitless to be I'm honest very with scared you. but if they Whatever, run it back they have a chance they have a chance to win it the league's wide open it's never been this wide open and really in what 15 ish years yes and this is before uh, NBA free agency starts so yeah just you know if it if, if we sign Hal Horford and <laughs> sign and trade Jimmy don't come back out <laughs> yeah, of us angry please, please don't but uh, Seamus Clancy you can go find his work at NBC Sports Philadelphia and of course Seamus Clancy on the twitter.com if you're not following him i don't know what you're doing you're just missing out on a very good time and lots of lots of times to exercise your thumb on hitting that like button so absolutely uh seamus we appreciate it man thanks of course sean my man so it's interesting because seamus wasn't alone in that stephen lee said the same things a bunch of people when when we were just talking about our favorite games people booked flights hotels and and i talked to seamus about it too but did you have the same feeling after that Thursday night football game was like, this is different. They're fucking going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that was the game that when you look back on it, we all started to believe. And obviously it's hard to, 
it's hard to to make the connection because then we didn't believe what went down. I know there were some people out there, but let's be real. We know on this show, the vast majority of people, as soon as Wentz went down, it felt like that was the end. It wasn't going to happen. Certainly, I didn't think that way. Obviously, the magic did. So I think in the moment, I do understand that, that that Panthers game on the national stage on a short week in Carolina, it felt like, okay, we got a special team on our hands when that game happened. I I do get that. Yeah, uh, I, um, it's, you start to uh, right now what you should do after the pod's done is immediately go to YouTube or wherever and just start rewatching 2017 again because you will I guarantee you start choking up at one of the games you'll just remember something there's an emotional connection to it and then all of a sudden it's like Whoa! like I I rewatched it and <laughs> it's the Fletcher Cox fucking ramming oh yeah Trey like Turner oh that was amazing and Douglas getting the interception, the interception I just yeah. go oh that's great. Because you know? <laughs> I I remember where I was all that it wasn't but the biggest one during that season is the moment that they got uh, uh, Jay Ajayi that was it I was like they're they're fucking winning this whole mm-hmm. whole entire thing so pretty interesting that a lot of people think that that Thursday night football game meant a lot during that season and that's when they knew because collectively we all did too now I I do want to get into the bad takes but. Just our normal mail take bag. There is a couple of good ones in there, and I, I want to get your thoughts on some of these things. Uh, Matt Delgado says Timmy Jernigan is going to have better numbers than Malik Jackson this year. True or untrue in your mind? Untrue. I like I where his so head too. is at. I think that we might be underrating Jernigan, especially as a rotational guy. He's going to be super fresh when he's out there. So if Jernigan is healthy and back to the guy who we saw in 2017, the first part before he got hurt. I think the idea of Timmy Jernigan surprising some people this year is is absolutely on the table, but Malik Jackson's a better football player. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's going to play more. Um, Shitstoke says, always brings the takes. Eagles should have traded Nick Foles last year. Oh, I mean, that's well, been my Bartram brand was for like two shouting years. that from the rooftops. <laughs> my do God. It, do it! Do it right now! Do it! God damn it! Uh, and you know what they ended up with, James? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, John, they ended up with a double doink game that we will never forget that wouldn't have happened otherwise. All right? How about that? I would have never traded away the best story in the history of the NFL. That's exactly right. uh, For any draft pick. So (laughs) they still should have traded him. Seven first. It didn't happen. No. (laughs) All right. All right. Seven first. Okay. Uh, (laughs) You would have done it for like a third. At three-point attempts, did Ben uh, Simmons make a three? And by the way, congratulations to him on the 5-170 max. And you better fucking make a three. Or just take one, just man. Just take one. I don't actually. even need you to make it. Just shoot him. And, and honestly, just before, just save your tweets. I think it can get there. I'm. I have full faith that. Ben I'm a Simmons Ben Simmons believer. Be. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, long I'm, term, I think he'll figure it out. Who has the He's most football knowledge at WIP? Ray Dinger. Yeah, I don't think that's... I don't even think it... In, like, in terms of an encyclopedia? It's rare that when you ask a question, there's just an instant no-doubt-about-it yeah. answer. The answer is Ray Dinger. And I think that everyone at WIP would say the same thing. Yeah, there. it depends on... I would say there might be somebody else if we're just specifically talking about the game of football, but in terms of the history, the stories, uh, what goes in and out... I think it just might be Ray, period. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I know we have some people who actually you know played in the NFL here, which is... a. <laughs> That's I was it, actually going to say, if it's just that, Richie's pretty knowledgeable. Richie's very good. But uh, personally, my answer would be Ray Didinger across the board. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And uh heard a rumor that he might be joining us for one of these. Ooh, 
maybe possibly talk about the first miracle at the Meadowlands. Oh, so, buddy. We, uh, we got a lot of things cooking. Oh, By buddy. the way, there's like a major, 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 major one that we are hoping comes through. Ooh. Major, major one. Yes. Like oh, everybody knows yes. this person. Yes. That yeah. would be pretty Who big. Who is a huge Eagles fan. Yes. And I didn't think that he would he would actually reply me neither. in a DM. John, but Z- John sent it to me and Elliot. They're like, hey, why not DM? Yeah. And then, like a couple hours later, it was like the, oh, oh my shit. god, he responded. Oh, shit. <laughs> now it's not it's not a done deal. No, but it's supposed to happen. Be pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, so here we go. The worst eagle takes of all time, and this is the one I was talking about from Shane Half. I wanted the Eagles to stay where they were in two thousand in the two thousand sixteen draft and take Paxton Lynch. Oh no. <laughs> Which is exactly what Elliot said to do. Yeah. And there was a lot of people that we worked at the time that said that that Lynch is the guy. And you know what? Elliot and a lot of people get killed for that but because of Wentz working out. And it's weird how everybody was on board with Carson Wentz all at once. Like, uh, that, they everybody. knew that, you know, no, we, we, we were not. We were I not. was fucking livid. Like, I was not happy. Yeah, I was so mad just because of everything that that has happened and i saw some other people kind of mention you know the in chip we trust thing but i definitely remember your and i takes during that time not great was uh, somebody had said the same thing too how the fuck is howie roseman the general manager well that's my if, if you ask me what what's my worst take and here's the thing in the moment when you know howie roseman might have been called rasputin on this very show <laughs> uh that was a phrase that was definitely uttered on this show uh at the time, I stand by the in-the-moment take because I do think he's a different person now. I think the year away Wait changed him, and that. but just on a basic level, if you go back and listen to what we said about Howie Roseman and what Howie Roseman is now, takes don't get much worse. I mean, no, it no. Doesn't, I mean right it's now, really I said he's the bad. best GM in sports, practically. I would have given anything to get rid of Howie Roseman. Really, 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 really wrong. About that one, uh, this is this is another good one too because this is part of that whole era. Uh, the NFL gimpy trading Lashawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso was a great move, and it was uh, enabled the Eagles to go cheap on the running back position. And then, of course, they signed to Marco Murray. We all thought the same thing. We're like, yes, this is great. Get cheaper at running back. It's the way the league is trending. And then you fucking just it was so weird. Frank Gore leaves like, you, why? and then the Demarco Murray comes why? in. Why? Uh, uh, our own Vince Quinn saying, my worst take is was when I got egg on his face, and of course he went on the air. Oh yeah, that was well, a bad one. By the way, right after a fucking pep rally for the Eagles, when I'm getting done with my show, and he comes out and says, oh yeah, the the Vikings are going to kill the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all a bunch of nincompoops and God knows what else. Uh, Which was funny, too, then, because while we talk about when Wentz went down and how you know the vast majority didn't believe... For some reason, and go back and listen, after the Atlanta game, even though it wasn't the most amazing performance or whatever, we were in at that point. We yeah. all we said they're winning the Super Bowl now. And I oh, don't yeah. it changed for us. And and the funny thing is all of Philadelphia believed they were gonna beat the Vikings, except Vince Quinn. Yep. He was alone he on that was, island. He was, <laughs> and he was, and so he was wrong. like, you know what? If I drop this now and I'm right. God, am I going to look great? <laughs> and it totally went the opposite way. Whoops. And now look at you. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, I'll tell you when I had enough. I had enough going into the Falcons game. I remember there was a New York Post 
thing about betting odds or something like that and it was atrocious i go i've had enough like i i have my doubts you know i have my doubts about nick Foles and the rest of this team fuck this they're winning this game and then, i thought they beat the falcons too but it was i think the underdog mass came out and that just galvanized everybody yeah it was just, just like, like good oh, luck oh there's something going on here yeah, this yeah. is different this is special and that's still my favorite time. It's right before the Vikings game. This city was on fucking fire. Like, all of us were. We're like, nope, we're going to fucking kill all of these guys. Everyone's going down. Ah, and then it transferred over. Like, it, I just, re- I still remember Pat McAfee tweeting out, holy shit, Eagles by a thousand because he taped the the meeting room when they first played Meek and it dropped and everybody was fucking hyped and then you saw everybody warming up on the sidelines to the same song and it was just like yeah it's time uh i wish we could have another one of those i don't think we ever will again i don't think we'll ever have a moment of of that what type was our of, first time i know that's what it I'm was saying. our first time nothing will ever be the same i mean we're gonna win the super bowl this year so we'll get to do that yes, again yeah that should be cool. very cool but i'm with you man and i the fact that that it was our first time and it was so unexpected and so special and like it just nothing can ever nothing can ever top that. No, and I think the only way to t- to get close is if there is for whatever reason massive Wentz doubt again going into the playoffs or whatever like if he struggles in his first playoff win and everybody goes, "Ah, they're going to kill him." And da, 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 I think we could get close because that's something we can continue to dunk on over and over again. Uh, at Eagles Not, our good friend Greg Richards, if you're not following him already, fantastic follow for he always seems to know when there's moves being made, like the smallest ones in the front office. So he's a, he's a great follow to have. Uh, but his take, wow, the Eagles were right to let go of Dawkins. I was so big on Quentin Demps. Oh, God. And honestly, Dawkins was leading with his head so much that year with the Eagles, I thought he was going to hurt himself oh, again. Oh, no. Oh, man. Gregory. Yeah, that is, that's a, that's, that would have, uh, if that's Twitter was that- around, then I would have yeah, loved because that's that. one that was bad in the moment. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's bad yes. in the moment, and yeah. in hindsight, still bad. <laughs> uh, everyone's got a believing in Bradford take, and boy, oh boy, that well, is certainly up there. Yeah, I, I mean, Captain let's Bradford. not forget that John went through and tracked all of his every on Twitter. single fucking game for a summer. A Vine, R.I.P. Vine. I mean, that was the greatest. That was the greatest summer of my life because yeah. it was just. Uh, what am I doing? I knew exactly what I was doing every morning. <laughs> okay, it's week six. Watching way too much of Sam Bradford. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and I wasn't even trying to convince myself. I just looked at it and I was like, let's see let's see what happens. My man and can make all the throws, boy, baby. Boy, oh boy. Did I was like, man, this is, <laughs> this is your first time evaluating Sam Bradford like as a QB. You're going to look and go, man, he's got all the tools. He just needs to be a fucking point guard in Chip Kelly's offense. He's going to be a top seven quarterback. Like, Jesus Christ. What uh, and everybody bought in after the the Green Bay Packers game. The thing about the the chip stuff was everyone had all of their bets placed on him working out. Yep, I mean and we, that's where we all got caught. We up all, on. I, I, there are definitely shout out to the people. There were people who were like, "He's a snake oil salesman." Don't. There were people like there that. There definitely was. But the vast majority of Eagles fans were on board and believing in what you yeah, was doing. Jesus, we were insane during that time. We, we were like a uh, sycophants or something. Yeah. It was just like, you yeah. know. It was, just, it was uh, 
Let's never do that again. And thankfully, we don't have to. The one thing I, I think is funny is... Oh, by the way, bad take. Thought yeah. Doug Peterson was going to be a terrible coach. Oh, yes. That was... Whoops. That was... Whoops. Dude, you tripled down on Whoops. that. <laughs> Did not think he was going to be very good at being an NFL head coach. Everyone has that. I had that one I'm going pretty, for a long time. Yeah. It took me a little while to be like, all right, I was wrong. Uh, Doug's really good, guys. <laughs> My bad. I think I was... One of a few select people that was just like, you guys are fucking nuts. He, I don't know if he's going to be great, but he doesn't have a roster. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Yep. Like, none of these guys can do anything right now. And the could, can we, if we, uh, man, I want to tell that story about Schwartz, but I don't think we should. You probably shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was a weird 2016. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any final thoughts, my friend, as we're rolling out here? Man, there's nothing going on. There the Eagles. Please, it's God, try yeah, to like seri- Yeah, that is my final thought. 23 days. Can we just get through these 23 days yeah. and bring me the Eagles? I need it. John, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> they, I mean, they they're are. They're going to win the Super Bowl. That's how I feel. That's how I feel, too. Um, I uh, I have concerns about the Sixers. I'm shocked. That Ooh, a Sixers I'm, final thought. I'm, I'm very... You have been, so for what it's worth, for those listening, John has been pretty fiery about this. Yeah, I just don't I, I know that we all don't uh, follow the Sixers when listening to this podcast, whatever. I'm just I don't know how a fan base goes from run it back that's the only thing you can do, you fucking cowards, anybody that doesn't believe needs to hop on board, and they lateral from that. They don't resign J.J. Reddick. They trade Jimmy Butler. They bring in a, in a 33-year-old Al Horford who, don't get me wrong, I love Al Horford. But I don't know if I love him at 34 and 35 or 36 playing fucking backup minutes for 20 plus million dollars a year. And listen, the Eagles or the Eagles. See, I slipped in there. The Sixers mm-hmm. don't have any fucking cap space to round out the bench. It really just relies on your two main stars getting better, which I think they can. Josh Richardson doing something that he's never done before in his career, which is close and create on his own. And you still have no sh- fucking shooters. So Zaire Smith. Thibault and all these guys have to contribute more than we possibly thought they have to. So I, I think there's way more concerns about the makeup of this team in terms of where they were last year to now. I think it's a lateral move at best, and I hope I'm fucking wrong, but here's your summer take. I think the Sixers are worse off, in a worse position than they were last well, year. Well, I think it's appropriate that we end the bad take show with a bad Sixers take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can listen to more of that on the Barchard Show if you're interested in that, um, because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it loose from the fucking selling all the second round draft picks having two point two million dollars for James Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Barchard. Appreciate everybody listening. Thank you again to Seamus Clancy. Next week we get one of James Seltzer's favorite fantasy guys. Oh, I love Mike Clay. Mike Clay is going to join Mike the show Clay. to talk about 44 to 6, so we're very excited about that. It's the Go Birds pod right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds!